give you the tea. There you go. Yes, um, welcome to Radio FM 88 Australia, simulcast on Radio FM 88 and through these Facebook sites that you're currently seeing. Julia, my co-host, and myself have um, a very special, unique Cornishman who we can claim he's an Australian. <laughs> and his name is Patrick Gamble. And um, a big cheerio and a big outreach to our mate Patrick. You know, there you go. Yeah, welcome everyone. Welcome, Patrick. Thank so you. Patrick, Patrick, you're you're an artist, right? You've got these beautiful pictures in the background. And yeah. uh, have you always been able to draw like that? No, um, I started to paint probably about um, about 27 years ago. And um, so I kind of lived most of my life as, <clears throat> well, I, I ended up becoming a builder. So I've been a builder for 35 years. Um, and that's become my living. I had numerous other jobs before, but the to be, to be a painter was something that happened in the middle of my life. So let's go to the start of your life, sort of. You've, you've lived in a lot of different countries. Where did you actually sort of um, spend your childhood? What was the background of your parents and family life? Well, I was born in a town um, in the southwest of England uh, called Tavistock, and I lived there until I was 11 years of age. Um, in that time of 11 years, I, I obviously started to go to school. Um, so the primary school, but I, I found school very challenging and uh and very very difficult um i kind of um I, I i come to learn at an early age that i i couldn't i couldn't write and um so they ended up putting me into a, a class with backward children and uh, so i kind of used to look at these children in this class and then one day i found myself in this class looking out at everyone else and uh but I just couldn't read and write. And um, but I had a she was a marvelous teacher and, and she did help me. Um, but then when I went to secondary school, which we start secondary school at 11 years of age, <clears throat> we were there for about I was there for about six months struggling with school. Um, and then we emigrated to Australia. Uh, my, my father was a plumber. And um, so there were six children. Uh, and we went to Australia to live. We were there for approximately four and a half years. And, and we loved it. I mean, we loved that. that I mean, gosh, I'm still Australia to me is just, wow. It's, it's the country, if you like. And, um, but my, my father's lifestyle was quite, um, was quite a hard one. And, um, but, I mean, he was a plumber and I was amazed. We ended up going to New South Wales. Uh, and unfortunately, he couldn't get a job as a plumber. So he ended. We got a job. He got a job on a, I believe it's a cattle station. And then we lived on a cattle station for a while. And then we got. A, he got another job on a sheep station, and uh, which I went to a little school. Um, I think the village was called Baranba, and uh, and there were thirteen children in that little school in Australia. And there were, and we, I was part of. Half, well, nearly half of them was my brothers and sisters in a way, and. Uh, and then we end up getting a job in Western Australia because it was the mining side and my dad got into the mining side. But because of his, his hard living, if you like, um, which is very hard on my mum, we returned to England. And um, so I had very little schooling. We, we basically ran away from school and my brothers. 
And um, so we, yeah, we came back to England and, and I had to go to school here uh, and I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't, I, my, my, my brain just couldn't function. And um, so I left school, I left school before I was meant to. And I, and I went and uh, I done what I could. So I left school at 14, uh, just 14. And, and I took whatever job I could get. I ended up working with my father for a while. But then we were back in England for a few years. Um, and my father got, he got restless, as he did. And, um, and we took off to South Africa. Wow. And, uh, yeah. and he got a job in a, in a steelwork, major steelworks out there. And uh, on a contract, and um, and everything was, but I couldn't get a job because they discussed. Well, I had, um, I didn't realise it growing up, but when we, I, when I had the family had to go for an examination to get to Australia, we all had to go for a medical, and they discovered that one of my eyes weren't working properly, uh, and I didn't know. I didn't know this as a child. And and so te technically, I'm technically blind in one eye, but I didn't realize it uh, because I'd always been like it. And uh, so when I got to South Africa, I couldn't get a job because I failed the medical. And uh, so, it's, so it's really, really difficult. And um, but my father ended up losing his job. And then we took to the bush in South Africa. And uh, so it was a case of survival in a way. Um, we 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 had no financial support. Um, we ate pumpkin leaves for Christmas dinner, and it was really hard. Um, and then we finally um, we we my father my father was um, an interesting character, but he got himself into a lot of trouble, and uh, we ended up then just packing up and getting into Zimbabwe, which was Rhodesia at the time. <laughs> So he, he, he skedaddled across the border, and this is my childhood. My father was always a little bit, I can't say he was on the run from police, but. <laughs> run on police. <laughs> Even though, but he lived a certain life, and he was quite a hard guy. He was quite a, he was, he was quite a, he was quite a hard man. Um, yeah, um, but he was a, but that was our child. My mum was a, my mum was a wonderful mum. We couldn't fault our mother. And uh, she was an amazing lady, but my father was, uh, there was a lot of problems, uh, but he was my father. Uh, I don't regret any of my past because it's kind of like, it's made me who I am and I wouldn't change one little piece of my background. Um, so I kind of like, when I got, you know, came back, eventually came back to the UK. And, um, and so I had a number of different jobs. Um, I'm semi-trained mechanic because I, I learned part of my trade in, in Rhodesia, but, but, but because of the sanctions, um, uh, and when we got back to England, they wouldn't recognize any of the qualifications because Britain was sanctioning Rhodesia at the time. So I become a semi-skilled mechanic, uh, and I love that. I did love it, but there was no money. So I had numbers of different jobs, and, and a lot of struggle of coming and settling back in England because traveling makes you unsettled. It kind of gives you that rest. You don't quite know where you're meant to be. And um, so not me, my brothers and my sister, we, we really, and I tried to get back to Australia, um, but it wasn't easy. And it was a little bit like you had your chance, so you're not gonna be able to do it again. Um, then- Hey, um, your microphone is just scratching against your um, shirt there and you can hear it coming through, so. Um, okay, I'll keep that there. 
you're off and just show yeah, a bit right. of chat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So um so so yes, it's kind of um I had a number of different jobs and very unsettled and finally kind of settled that the England is where I'm going to be, Cornwall. And um so I kind of I I was an atheist. I, I didn't have no faith. My mum had a very my mum had such a strong faith. And uh, and she wasn't a, a churchgoer as such, even though she went to church occasionally, but she had such a strong a faith got her through life, and she tried to give us this faith. And and I and I had a little piece of faith in the beginning, but I, I kind of lost it. I kind of grew up in a survival space um where you just gotta get through life in the best way you can. And um, so, um, so, I, so I, I labelled myself an atheist and unbeliever. Um, spirit, if you like, came into my life when my life was very blissful. My life became yeah. very. How did it happen? What happened? Uh, well, I kind of, I was, I was, I, I found myself in a relationship. Then I got married, and I had a son, and it's kind of like, and everything was working. You know, some I've been through life where se things seem to be short lived. You had a, you had a. Everything seemed to fall apart and fall apart and fall apart. Then one day, everything clicked. And, um, and so my life was very, I was really happy. And, um, and that's when spirit came into my life. It, wasn't, it didn't come into my life. I have no thoughts of my childhood or growing up of any spiritual experience or anything that could, um, I, I don't have anything. All I have is life's lessons of surviving in, 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 in foreign countries and getting through life and, and getting through life in the, the only way you can. I regret some of it because, but I, I, I didn't have any other means or understanding. And um, so it, it's kind of made me who I am. Um, as, as the years passed, I, I mean, I, I, when I become a builder, um, I become a builder because there is no work in England. Uh, and I went to a local builder and said, I want to be a builder. And he goes, I don't have no work for you. And I said, well, listen, I'll, I'll come and work for you for nothing. Give me a chance. Uh, and I said, look, just I'll work. And if you feel you can give me some money, give me some money. But I, I want to become a builder. Anyway, he took me on and, and I worked. I worked hard. And he eventually started paying me some money. And I, and I, I learned the skill of building. And in England, we do it. We do it. You're a general builder, so you learn everything. You don't just learn, which which fits my head because I can't just one thing would drive me crazy. I need to be doing lots of things, and um, so I, I kind of he took me on, and um, and so I was building, and everything was good, and I, and and spirit came into my life from someone he employed because that part, another builder that was because a lot of people come to Cornwall to to live, but it's very quiet. It's uh, it's we 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 yeah. It's a very quiet part of the country, and people that come from big cities can struggle in Cornwall a little bit because it's it's quite laid back and it's easy going, and and uh, so a lot of people don't stay here because it's it's too slow. And um, so this builder came. He tried to settle, and he said, "I can't. I've got to go back to the big city." But he brought a box of odd bits and pieces in for his mate, which wasn't me, and. His mate did not take this box home. He just left it on the site. And this chap, this builder, he gave it to me. And I thought, and I actually thought, another oh, box of junk. I, I got loads of boxes of junk. I don't. Anyway, I took it and I just put it down in my garage. 
and I left. I just left there. And one Saturday, I came to tidy the garage. I came to this box and I emptied out into the trailer because I was taking a load of stuff to our to the local tip, and I discovered three tubes of paint. And they were, I picked them up. I can still imagine it now. I picked up these tubes and I read it and it said oil paint. And I related it to him. And my thoughts were, I, I can't imagine him painting this guy. But there are three tubes. But a thought came into my head. And that's where I come to learn about the power of thought. But I didn't realize it at the time. But a thought came into my head to do a silly picture. A childish, a childish, a bit of fun. And I was going to put it on the wharf. I'm just going to take these paints. And I found a board. And I actually thought, I'm going to do something silly with this. And I ended up painting a man's face. And, and it didn't mean nothing to me. And um, my wife at the time, not anymore, but my wife at the time, she, I, I, I rang her and said, I've, I've painted this picture. And she kind of bit annoyed because I rung her in work. And when she came home from work, she said, I told you not to bring me in work. And, uh, uh, but when she came home, I, I and it stood up in the kitchen. And she said, you painted that? I said, yeah. She said, gosh, who is it? I said, I, I don't know. And, uh, and we were both, anyway, it, nothing happened other than that. I had this painting. And, but after weeks or possibly months, I started to have dreams. And, and these dreams become very... And the dreams were basically of me as an artist. Um, and they got stronger and stronger and stronger. And not only what else happened, I started to see, I started to see what I call flickers and shadows. It's almost like someone walked past my kitchen window, like a shadow. And when I looked, there was nothing there. And I had shadow, like a flash of a, a shadow or blocking the light, just a flicker. And, 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 there was, and I got a sense that there was something around me I thought, this is just, and this grew. And it, and it kind of, it, it freaked me out a little bit because I'm an atheist. I don't believe. And, uh, and I don't get, and I'm a man as well. So I, don't, I can't get my head around any of this because I need it in my hair. I need something, I need something to hold. I need to see, I need to feel and see something like a mechanic. I can put a nut and a bolt together. And my brain worked with the nut and the bolt element. I couldn't get my head around this, and it and it kind of grew, and uh, and I had some really um, experiences, and from seeing energy, I would be walking with an energy ball uh, floating around on on outside my bedroom, and and I went out, I got out of bed, and and I put my hand in it, and it disappeared, and I thought this, I'm I'm going crazy, I, I, I I'm, I'm I'm going I'm going this is this is I I no, I don't get it. And um, and I'd be walking. What I think about it? Well, she. I, I guess. Well, I think. I, I generally think the ladies are more acceptable. I think the ladies are more open-minded. Uh, and because there was one experience in the bedroom, and I was walking from in the middle of the night, and there was a bird flying around the bedroom in the middle of the night. Uh, yeah, and it was and it's pitch black. But I, I because I'm a builder, I work outside. I I need all the windows open at night. I need I need I can't be closed in. I like to be, I like, yeah, I need, I need fresh air. And um, so I thought, how did the bird, I'm reasoning with the fact there's a bird in the bedroom. And growing up in Australia as a child, you know, I love nature. I love snakes and spiders. And I love, I'm fascinated with, with nature and, and especially animals that are 
you know, like a, even even a snake that is, you know, it's it can't see great, it can't hear great, it has no legs, it has no arms, but gosh, it's such a powerful creature, and uh, uh, so I'm fascinated with and, and poisonous spiders. So I I don't have a fear of. But I'm just reasoning why why is there's a bird in the bedroom in the middle of the night, and I thought I got to get up, and it hit the wall and slid down beside my bedside cabinet. I thought, this is crazy. So I swung myself out of bed, put my feet on the floor, and this bird took it, and for the first time I could see it. And as it flew at me, it was like a rainbow colors, and it flew into my chest. And and I kind of, I didn't, couldn't say I screamed, but I kind of <clears throat> uh, took a deep breath, and I, and I didn't feel it hit me, but it disappeared. And of course it woke my wife, and she's, and I'm totally, I just, it's just, it's just crazy. This is crazy. This is absolute. And I really thought I started to question my own mind, and uh, and I thought, I, and I, and because I couldn't understand it, I wasn't comfortable with it. Um, my brother said, "Get yourself to the dock." That's not right. <laughs> I don't know. I would never have a beautiful bird flying into my chest. Um, if you move your microphone, that'd be great. Um, so, that's yeah. So it's kind of like, so it's kind of, um, I, I had these experiences and it grew and grew until I started to, well, I, I because I had dreams of painting and, and I, and of course I talked it over and, and I kind of, so eventually it came to the, to the element of where, um, to go and buy some paints. So I didn't know what to buy. Uh, so the suggestion was, well, you, it's oil paints, go with oils. But I really didn't have a clue what to get. The only thing I knew is I wanted a really big canvas. That's all I knew. Um, but I bought this gear, which I didn't really understand, and nothing happened. So I wait, nothing. It almost like it stopped. Um, but about three months went by, maybe four months, and I had a dream, and I came downstairs, and, and I painted. And I actually ended up painting for about three months. I didn't go to work too much. Um, which is not good. Um, I was in the space. I was in the zone, and uh, uh, and, and and people encouraged me. People that I met, and people that were kind of, they encouraged me to follow it. And my family were quite good about it as well. My I had support with my because we were we traveled a lot. My family's very close, and uh, so I had a lot of support from them. Um, but I ended up going to a spiritualist church. I didn't go there to learn. I went there for it to stop. And, and the reason being, I didn't understand it. I, 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 I can't know. And I wasn't spiritual. I, 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 I didn't have that. And I was okay. I mean, my life was quite good now. So why did I need anything? It wasn't there for me when I needed it. So why would I need it now when I don't need it? <laughs> so, 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 That's a lot so, of questions, Patrick. <laughs> so so it so it so I didn't need it. I didn't understand it, and I and I was a builder. I had to go to work, and um, and I love my building work. I love I love building, and um, and uh, so so it's kind of um, all these things were were coming in, and and I went to a spiritualist church, and they all they wanted to do is give me healing, and I thought this I I had come here for healing, and I seemed to be getting pulled into it. And I thought, I don't, I wasn't even comfortable. I thought, this is, what am I doing? And, you know, I'd, I'd fear, I mean, I'd fear someone would see me in a spiritualist church because I, I thought I was in, in a place with a bunch of nutters. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm sat in there now. I'm, I'm one of them now. I have, I have no connection to this, you see. 
And I thought, gosh, I hope none of my workmates see me in here because oh, I, I can I I really did. I, and I had a I had a message from my grandfather, and I couldn't speak. I was so fearful um, that I couldn't even reply. I just because I sat right at the back, and um, and I said we got. And it wasn't the the medium of the evening. It was the chairperson because that person was a medium as well. I come to learn, and they said before we actually close, which was the chairperson's place. I have to come. I know I'm not meant to give messages, but I need to come to the man at the back in the corner. And that was me. And I, and I couldn't talk. My my voice just, I couldn't. And I, and I was what so afraid. What did your grandfather want to say to you? It was just my grandfather saying he's surprised to see me there as what I was being there. So true. I mean, that was so true. That that really, and uh, there wasn't much more to the message, but that he's that he's watching over me, and I thought just so that was that. But I stopped going to the church because it wasn't me. Uh, I I I felt I I I I just you know I didn't pray, I didn't pray, and um, it, it's it's kind of because I I didn't have, I lost I lost that part. And um, but that about three years, I'm guessing about three years had passed, and that church rang me because I was painting still, I was still painting in between, uh, and my house was filling up with paintings. And and that one Sunday, that church rang me, and they said we have a medium from Somerset who is serving our church, and we're out for a Sunday drive before the evening. Can we bring him to see you? And I said, well. Sure, why, why not? And as Jeff will know, that is was is, was our dear friend Bill Harrison. Bill Bill turned up in his little car with healer wrote on the side, and he he basically walked up the thing and said, "Put the bloody kettle on." He said, "Let's see what it's all about." And I really connected to Bill because Bill was Bill was um, he was so down to earth. Bill was he he, he he didn't float up my path. He wasn't wearing gowns and stuff bill was bill and he and he and he, he just talked he swore like a trooper and he just i just connected to him and um uh, and and bill said uh he, he, he uh, gosh I, I don't know where to start with bill bill invited me up to his healing sanctuary in somerset which i dragged my feet uh, i i didn't uh, i didn't rush there uh, but i eventually ended up going there uh, and bill became my teacher and uh, even though I was still building, so I couldn't give a lot of time, but I did dip my toe into into learning. Um, Bill became my teacher, my mentor. He became my best buddy. He could become my best friend. And um, so uh, I can't. Bill, what Bill wanted me to do more, but I was restricted to responsibilities and commitment. I had to make a living, and, and as a builder and a family man, that's that's what I that's what I was doing. Um, so it's it was quite a long changeover, and uh, but Bill is he's he's the he's the background of what I still do. His teachings, I still teach the way he taught me, and um, uh, and and I always will because he, he was such a an inspirational teacher to me, uh, and and yeah, he helped me connect to what I do, and um, so, but then I went through a very challenging time, and I rebelled basically. Um, I, I, my life took on a major change. Um, it fell apart. <clears throat> I fell apart, and uh, and I rebelled against the the little bit of spirit that I had. I rebelled against them. I shut the door. I went back to Patrick as 
the the atheist if you like when you're hurting with life we do all sorts of things and 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 my coping strategy was to close myself right down and and that's what i done and um but what happened was after about 18 months i had a spiritual experience uh, and that's where a guide came in and 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 it touched me and and gosh um i can't explain that experience i, I can't explain it it's it, even if i think back it, it's still quite overwhelming thinking to that i mean i was in a, in a fragile place i mean i wasn't in a great place myself and so, and when we get into life with struggles it could like, when we get into a bad space in life you can take all values away so you get in more trouble because you don't tax your car you don't go to work you don't tax your car you can take to drink you can you have all thoughts in your head and that's when i that's when i had a truly experience spiritual experience and and, and it kind of and it and, and you know, I had support from my brothers as well. My brothers were quite amazing because they they would come along and say, "Get up, come on!" They kind of whack me with a stick and say, "You can't lie down. You you got to get on with life." And uh, but the spiritual experience really kind of kicked me back into place. And I think, or I know, I was only truly ready then. That's really when I was ready for to to really learn to work with spirit. Uh, and I went back to Bill because Bill wanted me to go on in what he called his road shows. And that was to to work more with. And, and I gave up building I, I because life had changed some. I went through drastic changes and um, uh, major changes. Uh, I, I went through a real transition. Uh, I probably my even my. Yeah, I, I lost a lot of weight, um, but I was being forced through something. I mean, I've always had long air. Uh, and I even went, I was in such a bad state. I thought I'll go to Plymouth and uh, which is like the nearest city and I'll get my hair cut, trying to kind of spoof myself up a little bit. And they cut all my hair off. They cut all my hair off. And I was sat outside and I'm thinking, what has happened? And I finally got the message. The message was, Patrick, you've got to accept change. You have to listen. The message was so strong. Patrick, you, you can't hold on to the past. The past is gone. You have to move forwards. And we've cut all your hair off now. You've got to get used. You've got to, and the message was embrace change. Embrace the change. You cannot fight change. You've got to learn to adapt and don't use your energy up. And, and, and that's when the coin finally dropped. So I actually gave up my building. I gave up my building work. I thought, if you want change, I'm going to change. So every, so, so, so I stopped doing what I do. And I started to do what I did not, within reason, within reason, of course. So I stopped my building. I went and saw Bill. And I kind of went on the road for about nine years. And I, and I said to Spirit, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll work with you. And I'll work with I'll give it a, man, a measure of time. And um, so I, I worked away a lot I, I, because I could. I, I, it was only me then to look after. And so I kind of took to the road with Bill. Uh, and Bill was was an inspiration. Bill, Bill took me under his wing. He t he he took me under his wing, uh, and and he gave me a lot of support. Just for the listeners, um, and I know Jackie's met Bill, but what? Who is Bill? What does he do? Bill Bill Harrison. Bill Harrison. Um, when I met Bill, it's Bill's main thing was a healer. He was a fantastic healer. He was a medium as well, but it was his healing that was just exceptional. And and he, and he had a little co a cottage in Somerset, uh, and he converted the garage into a healing sanctuary. And people literally used to queue up to come there. 
for Bill for his healing days, that it would be his car park would be full. And Bill worked on a fast. I mean, Bill was down to earth, as Jeff will know. He was, he was, um, he was just so down to earth, and and that's what I really loved about him. And and you know, it, it's, I joke about it a little bit, but Bill's spiritual way. I mean, Bill was a, a pie and chips and a Mars bar guy. He he he, he just he just lived life, and 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 but he had this. He had he had something. Um, he had something. Bill had something that I, uh, I have such admiration for him. And um, and Bill was a bit like uh, chalk and cheese. He was a bit like Marmite, you know. He, he, he but he spoke what Bill's words. He spoke the truth, but but there was it's what I call bare bones. And so he would just say it straight. And um, and but I admired that. I um, what you saw was what you got. But he was a fantastic healer. Absolutely. So in the nine years that you were on the road with Bill, learned to do the healing as well? Is that what you're Yes. I, Julia, I, I, I went through the I, – I didn't know why, but I kind of felt, God, there's people healing. What is all this about? And, you know, because I didn't know. Because I used to go to his workshops, I, I, I thought, well, maybe, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I should I, – to learn, I need some understanding. Uh, so I've done a two-year course with Bill for, for to learn to spiritual healing hands-on, uh, but Bill also taught me to. He taught me many things. He, he, you know, the trust, the element of connecting to your gift. Even though Bill did not paint, he he didn't paint, but he was a fantastic teacher. That I mean, Bill taught hundreds of thousands. He, yeah, he talked so many people, and um, and there was a simplicity to his teaching. It wasn't complicated. He, he didn't make things complicated, and. Um, so I he kind of and he and he helped me to adapt to life because my, the part of Patrick, I mean I wasn't very good at making decisions. I wasn't confident, um, and and Bill Bill could adapt, uh, and his ability he had a lot of energy, uh, and I used to kind of some of the things that Bill experienced. I used to think, gosh, how he how did he deal with that? Because I would have probably, uh, and and you know, and so Bill had a, and he, and he worked very fast. Bill worked what I call on a fast vibration. And unfortunately for me, I worked on a slow vibration because I, I, I couldn't adapt quickly. And this affected my life as well because um, – but I, I took a lot of lessons from Bill. And, and Bill, in some ways, through spiritual stuff, taught me to deal with life in a different way. Uh, so he was a marvelous teacher, not just with the spiritual teachings, but how to deal with life and situations and energy. And so I learned to adapt to, to I mean, I'd be at Bill's ready to do a workshop and he'd say, you're not doing the workshop now. Get your gear. You're going to do you're going to do a psychic painting for someone. And I should say, Bill, I, I can't I can't change like that. I'm geared up to do my workshop. He says and he would be quite, you know, he said, get yourself in the back room now. You're not doing the workshop. Get on with it. Don't think too much about it. Um, so he was a marvelous, yeah, more, he, was, he was a big, um, yeah, it's a fantastic time that I knew Bill and his teachings. And, and it really helped me, not just with the spiritual side, but just with, because I believe when you learn spiritually, you're also going to, it will help you in the physical world. So I, I, I kind of started to kind of connect to people, their energy, and started to paint pictures within a sitting which, which, and you know, I, I, I'm kind of labelled a psychic artist, and 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 I'm inclined to call myself a spiritually inspired artist because spirit inspire me. I see outwardly. I don't hear. I see outwardly. Doesn't mean I understand it. I, f I feel, 
I feel so. I I taste. I, I kind of say to people, it's like when I'm giving a message, I, I'm kind of like, um, it's as if I've got a sweet in my mouth, and I'm, I'm trying to taste the feeling, and um, so that's how I work. But I see, um, and I paint, and I paint because I have a guide, a guide whose name is John. Uh, John was born in the no. Uh, mediums have gave me this information because I, I don't hear. And um, and I believe John is the person that touched me. That's the person that came into my life uh, and knew of my pain, if you like, knew of my struggles. And um, But his name is John. And, and I've had a very similar message from so many different mediums about John. Uh, and in the beginning, I thought, oh, yeah, anyone could say that. But then another medium gave me a similar message and someone else gave me a similar message. So I thought, God, this is just weird. It's just like these different people know of this person around me. Um, so I started to work with people, but I, I, I kind of, you know, so I'm labeled a psychic artist. I, I, um, I don't get into the mediumistic side, which, uh, which is talking to loved ones, even though I could paint a loved one, um, which is where it overlaps a little bit. So it kind of, it does, everything overlaps uh, uh, some, somewhat. So, um, but I'm labeled a psychic. Now, the word psychic is not always it's not the greatest of words to pass out into our modern day life because it's not, it, it's not accepted um, very well, if you like. So yeah. um, but I think in Australia, we have the word dream time. Dream time. Yeah. And I think, you know, looking at the beauty of the pictures and Jeff has just brought up gorgeous painting. We have people um, who are on the stream saying they love the humpback whale. I think dream time is nice because, like you say, when we're going in those really difficult situations, we're in those really dark spaces, yes. spirit reaches us and we sort of see or feel or connect into that space and we know that there is, you know, light and beauty and, and love and connection on a different level that's also available to us. And, and um, I think that's what you're bringing through rather than, you know, the word psychic really, isn't it? No, absolutely. And it's, and it's really interesting that you touch, because you see, I see everything as a message, everything that happens when we're in a certain space. And you see, when I started, because of my fond memories of Australia, and it's really, and my fond memories of going out into the bush and the goannas and the, and the kangaroos and the snakes and all those, and the, the lizards and everything that was going on. Um, it was, it, and it's, and it's just, um, yeah, it's just such a fantastic, that when I, came into the spiritual side i i i i on all my my artwork or my cards that i had um I, I i used to call it a brush with dream time and uh because the brush was the paint it could be a, a brush as a brushing against it or, that. yeah, yeah so, so i had a paintbrush and and then the words a brush with dream time because i also knew the meaning of the dream time for the aborigines as well so it's so it's kind of like so it's kind of um so that's yeah i did go the dream time is a it kind of it kind of sends ripples through me a little bit when you said that yeah so patrick but um we have had quite a few people really say that they love the whale can we talk about the um paintings or the situations which um you know that inspired you or you know how it is that you got to draw the whale or the painting that Jeff's got up or the elephant behind you? Would you would well, I, yeah, no, sure. I mean, I paint in two different ways. I mean, I started off to, um, I, I started off seeing energy and then I had the dreams and then I started to paint. And, and sometimes it meant painting a dream. Sometimes it was that. 
but I would see, I, I would be at work even building and I'd get a flash uh, and I wasn't sure of what that was, but that flash would grow and maybe, and it could take a year for to get another flash of that same image, but it would grow. And then eventually I, I would, I would paint it. Um, paintings um, to, to me are, they are my teachers. They, they're trying to show me something and, um, uh, and maybe to paint it and to put it out into the world because uh, in my early days with the paintings, I didn't title any of them. I just left them untitled uh, because I, I didn't see myself as a word person. Um, I saw myself, I've learned to talk a lot, but it's, it's quite, it's quite, I never used to be that way. And, um, but because my life has took on this kind of roller coaster through the creative energy, but I, um, so it's kind of like, so the paintings are trying to show me something. And, um, and, and, and yes, I, I'm part of that. I'm a link in that chain. You know, you know, part of it, whatever, whatever, I, I am I'm in that connection. So there is a part of me in there. Um, but there's part of it that come from other places. Uh, so every, tell us about the elephant, please, behind you. <laughs> well, well, the, the well, well, the elephant's quite a, well, it's a very new painting. And, and I guess I put the two together because they're, they're very close together in, in being painted. But they represent the ancestors a little bit. You know, they represent within the animal kingdom the elders, if you like, uh, and and they represent you know because we have keepers here and keepers that are that are they, they, they you know they hold knowledge and wisdom and and even when we look at the animals, I mean they're both mammals, even though one is on land and one is in the sea, they're both mammals, and it's and it intrigues me why how this has come about. So I see them as keepers. Keepers of knowledge and wisdom. So even the animal kingdom, you know, when we get into the animals of even power animals and totem animals, the energy is so, it's such, it's, it's an empowering element and the knowledgeable element coming into play. You know, we could be sat in the, in the wilderness, the wildness, and any wild animal that comes up and gets close to us, it is quite a, it's quite an amazing thing. It's, you know, we are honored. Yeah. You we must have few amazing experiences when you were at bush when your dad took you and your five brothers oh absolutely yeah yeah because absolutely we 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 did i mean like i said we we ended up living quite quite basically um um we yeah we, we lived i don't know how we lived to be honest i don't know how we survived um both both in australia and south africa i, I don't know how we got through it and um, so, so, but it was, and, and looking back, you know, I, I kind of questioned my life, but as now coming into the spiritual side, my goodness me, the, the experiences of growing up as a child, um, um, even though it was very difficult, but my goodness me, um, it was such a learning, such an, it was an education in itself. Uh, and, and my connection even to, to, to animals, I guess, and loving animals, but not really understanding it. Um, so, so even when, you know, even when I painted a wolf, the wolf in my early days, the wolf was, it came in and it's like, actually, it's, it's like having, it's like having a, you know, like a, a dog come in. It's like having, it's there, it's in the space. So whether you're painting an angel or, or a wolf or an elephant, or you're trying to get an understanding. Uh, and, and, you know, when we get into the, the knowledge, you know, the, the keepers, you know, the keepers of time and history and knowledge and wisdom. And even though the elephant, you know, the elephants, they, 
they 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 have such knowledge of you know even when when one is ill and it's passing how they try to support that and they that they're, they're trying to hold that elephant up or lift it up if it's falling down and 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 then the whales as well the, the 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 sounds the vibration you know even the elephant how it vibrates and 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 the whale how it vibrates and because the whale is in the sea it represents the two worlds as well i mean it's called the keeper of two worlds uh, but it's a it's a bit like you know as above so below type of thing it's, it it brings in those those elements of but they 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 are keepers and and they carry knowledge and wisdom uh, and and they are they are here to teach us as well to learn things to heighten our senses if you like um so yeah the paintings the paintings they're they're all my teachers if you like uh, and i and i have feelings when i paint you know whether i'm painting just a pair of hands um uh, and and what that means um because I have this, I have this sense of feeling between my physical body and my soul, and um, and in my early days, I was sat at my kitchen table, uh, and I and I guess for some strange reason, I was still looking out of my eyes, but it's like I was looking out of my own eyes at my hands, but I was a different person, looking at my hands in the here and now. It's really weird. I mean, how can my brain deal with that? How can my brain? <laughs> How can my brain cope with that, that I'm looking at my physical hands? It's almost like my soul was looking at my hands. And, it, and it's really, and, it, and it's kind of quite mind-blowing, but wonderful. But what do I do with that in this world that I live? I mean, so, so I become aware of my hands from a, uh, from a different person. And, or, or soul, my soul was looking at me. And because I didn't see my soul through my like through my eyes looking at me, I something inside of me was looking out at me. <laughs> and it's so it's, I think I have a term for it, it's like two different drives that you're operating from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but it's it's like in a way, I guess in a way I kind of relate it a little bit to a higher self and a lower self. Uh, and, and and it becomes a, where it become apparent of the vessel, the human body is the vessel. And, um, and and this vessel that I am in at this time is, 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 you know, I have this conversation with my brother. It's like, you know, it's carried me this far in life. Uh, and I have to be, I have to, and I, I'm very, my legs are still carrying me. And it's quite, it's quite an incredible thing. And it's kind of like, um, so I've become more aware of my body. And, um, and that is, and, and to, to honor that body because it, it's, it's, my soul has been born into it and it's carrying me through life. And, and you know, and, and I see it a little bit like a rally car, you know, it kind of lives life. It goes for around the corner and it turns over and it gets dense in it. And it's kind of, it's not quite what it was. And, uh, but you've got to hammer those dents out and you got, and what, you know, with all the flaws that I have within, you know, I have struggles still, I'm a human being. I mean, gosh. Um, yeah, I, and, but I have to, I have to kind of take all of me, you know, my my strengths and my weaknesses, you know, my 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 powers and my the 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 part of me that's also struggling as a, as a human being. Um, so it's kind of like, um, yeah, it takes me into all these places, even though I don't understand it all as a big picture. You know, I believe in past lives. I, I don't do I don't do a lot with past lives. I leave that to the past life people. But I do believe in them. I believe in, you know, I believe in guiding vibrations and we all have spiritual guides. 
of one form and and they're like teachers in a way and we can be part of those spiritual guides we could be there there is a there, there I, many many years ago when i was at bill's and and uh, and bill had many people visit him from around the world jeff came to visit and i believe this guy was also an australian uh, and bill always had interesting people there and bill would always say to me get in there you've got to do a reading for this guy and i actually painted him and, I, and that's the first time I'd experienced that. And I said, this is so strange that I've actually painted you, but I'm painting your guide. But he had a belief that guides in him, they are of one. It is of the same essence. And he gave me a lecture then about guides and, and how we are of them. And part of that I really get because a guide is like a best friend. We resonate on a frequency. And, and so whether we knew of them or possibly were of them or their, their influences are, and as Bill said, your, your, your guides are your best buddies. They're, they're a team that we have around us. And that team is there for us to connect to. They're not here to live our lives because that's why we're here. We're here to live. And um, as, as they were one day, they were here living one day. Uh, yeah. And I'm here now. Sorry. One of your listeners, Annette Annette. Harriet said you painted a lovely blonde angel for her at a healing weekend at Highbridge that turned out to be a young doctor who cared for a late husband. Well, like well coming. It's it's really it's I guess in a way because because in my early days I uh, I mean you know I'd be nervous I'm still nervous I'm still nervous now I still kind of like I used to admire Bill because Bill the more people Bill had in front of him the more he he loved it but me I would go to pieces. And the more people there were, the more I would be all shaky and nervous. And, and I used to think, Bill, how can you love being in front of all these people? And um, But the, the thing is, you'd sit down, and because you're part of a – there's an unknown measure to what you're doing, uh, and I have to really stand aside. And um, But it took me a while because, you know, it's hard to keep yourself out of it to some extent, you know, because some of it, you know, you can't get involved in what's being painted. Um, even though I'm responsible, because I have to kind of say, you know, I, I've got to be uh, personal responsibility being in a place. So, I, so I'm kind of monitoring, but I have to, I have to kind of uh, the word trust. This word trust, and and it's a real learning thing. And I can remember one time I went away to 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 with Bill to work, and I was working in a in a town called Sherborne, and uh, and I went there, and I'd done an evening with Bill, and. Um, and, and I went to a young lady in the audience and I painted this man and, and she couldn't take any of the message. She couldn't take the, 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 the painting, couldn't take the message. I just feel I was being swallowed up. I just wanted to run away. Uh, and when I, when I came out of that evening, Bill you know, he just gave me his, just put his hand on my back and said, come on, stay in the space. And I really kind of beat myself up a little bit, returning to Cornwall, thinking, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. I really, I really acceptance don't we and then, you know yes especially when we're doing something like you are which is painting something that nobody can see yes tangible and then we don't but we don't really want to feel like we're crazy no and, and and also i guess you kind of like you want it to be a good evening you kind of like want to be you know you want to you, you want a nice evening and and and, a, and it's a public it's a public space and you're getting a lot of no's and you feel oh no no and um um, but the interesting thing was 12 months later, because we kind of done the circuit and we would go back again 12 months later, I believe about 12 months later, 
And I went to that same place and, and an older lady came up to me. She said, Patrick, can I have a quiet word? I said, yeah, yeah, sure. She said, you were here last year. I said, yeah, <laughs> tell me about it. It still haunts me now, that terrible evening. She said, well, you painted that picture for my daughter. And I says, right, okay. She says, I picked my daughter up that evening. And she said, my daughter came out with the picture. She said, unknowing to my daughter, I know who you painted. And you actually painted her natural father, um, who she, she did not know. Uh, her mum ended up telling her uh, because she thought it was the right thing to do. But I went 12 months thinking that was a terrible evening. So, so that is what? That is one situation where you just have to trust. Confirmation can come back two years, three years, four years later. So I'm, I, I've just come to learn that I just do what I do. Um, but with, with a lot of things, it's also, you know, I don't just paint. You give a message, which, again, is kind of Bill helped me to do that. And I use my card deck. I mean, I didn't know there was going to be a card deck. Um, a medium came up to me at Bill's because Bill had an event once a year called the Healing Weekend. And a lady came up, a medium came up to me and said, Patrick, can I talk to you? And uh, and, and at that time, um, because people wanted um, a, a, like a card of a picture of a painting, like, like the, they wanted a picture of the whale, but they only wanted a card. So I eventually thought, well, maybe I could get some cards printed. So I, I, had, I had eight postcards printed i didn't i didn't add the money because printing was very expensive i didn't have the money to have more printed if i'm honest with you and uh but i had eight and then i saved up and bought another eight so i had 16 postcards and um so it's kind of and, a, and, a, and they were just selling as postcards and a medium came up to me at bills she said patrick can i have a word so i said yeah of course she said i want to know how you're using these cards so i said i'm not using them I sell them, but I don't use them. She said, well, I'm using them in workshops. And she says, that, and, and to get people to open up. And she said, why are you not using them? I said, I don't, I don't even, I didn't really know what she was going on about because I didn't read cards. And she, and she wanted to know, did I have any thoughts or feelings about them? And I said, well, yeah, every painting I have feelings about, it made me feel. And she said, I want to know what they are. So she wrote every feeling down to every card. And she said, really, you've got to listen to me. You need to be working with these cards. So I kind of started to work with them. Uh, and those feelings I had when I painted, I used them within a reading. Uh, and, and then because we got into the age then of, of digital printing and computers, uh, I was if I painted a picture, I was able to take a picture of it and print it on my little home printer. And I laminated them. And I ended up with these really big ones, actually, laminated. But there were 32 cards, I believe, and I used them for 10 years. And, and I'd done readings on those cards. And eventually now it's come to the deck where it's 72 cards. And, and it's what I, I call them an oracle deck. It's a very open deck. Yeah, it's we, half, we love uh, them. Can you tell us about the mermaid one? Because um, well, the, the, <laughs> I don't understand why she's holding what that thing is that she's holding in her hand. Well, it's, like, it's, 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 it's a big shell. Oh. And, and, and you can't quite see it in the picture because obviously the paintings are reduced so much within the cards. But in a larger picture, you'll see it that it's a big shell and, it, and, it, and, it's, and it's something to blow through. So it's a sound. And, and the mermaid card within, within the deck, there are, there are water cards. I mean, it's, it's to do with the colors as well. So, it, so obviously the mermaid is, is, is within the water. So we could say that resonates as a water card. 
but there are it's it's a water card because it's an indigo border it's a blue border card that's why it's fallen as a water card and within the picture you can't quite see it in the card but she's looking at atlantis and um, so this this is one of the this is one of there are three house cards in the deck and this is one of them and um but there are there's also two other house cards or home so it represents house or home and and atlantis is her home but it but it's kind of it's crumbled it's a suggestion that it's it's fallen and and within the card it's about movement so it brings in a lot of movement regarding home situations and and because it's a water card it will bring in emotions as well um now because it's also linked to the ties that you know we could say that there's indecisions or change coming into play um but it brings emphasis in, into a home now when we get into a home space there are two things because a home is a dynamic place it's the it's the energy within so we have two things with home we can have energy going in because a home is like an engine and it's how it runs a home can run very sweet or very sour uh, it, it, so it, it's, it brings in this aspect of what is happening in the home space. Um, but it also brings in a, a suggestion of maybe unsettledness, restlessness, uh, a time of de maybe we're, we're not confident in making decisions. But it's an emotional card, so it will bring emotions into play. Now, that card could be because there are sequences of colors, we could have another blue card or indigo card. And that would also heighten emotions within the reading as well. So, so if I was painting a picture, I have the picture to go by, and then I have the card. Now, the the way in which I read my cards has not changed since the beginning. I I I didn't know how to read cards. No one taught me. I just had a a feeling of to do a twelve card spread, and I've never changed the way in which I read my cards. So, I have twelve cards, uh, and I work. This card at the moment, as you were talking, I thought it actually, apart from the home, it also really relates to what we're going through with the great lockdowns and Atlanta's crumbling, institutions crumbling, you know, the great change, the uncertainty, the floods. Yeah. I'm quite interested to see. Jeff, if you do a random click through to see what else com comes up, I think that one, yeah. Okay, this is the gift. The gift is a fascinating thing because it's what I call young eagle. Okay, because I have old eagle in my deck. I have an old eagle, but this is young eagle, and, and this is the card of gift. So it can represent our personal gift. I mean, it can go into aspects. It's a yellow card, so yellow is the solar plexus. So it's it's also see that see quite an interesting thing is that the mermaid was an emotional card because it not because of the mermaid, but it is a water card, as because the mermaid lives in water. But it's because of the indigo. Now this is a yellow card. And it's a solar plexus, which is also emotions because it's, it's linked to our tummy space. And because it's linked to our tummy space, that is our nervous system. It's our central place. You know, it could be linked to chi, life force, but it's where we carry all our anxieties, our anxiousness, our nervous energy. Uh, it's where we give our energy away. Um, so it's also a water card, not because of the yellow, but because of the solar plexus. So those cards actually relate together within the card reading even though they're very different they will well, it's what i call they hold hands okay they, they they work together because even though there's no sign of water there it actually carries an essence of water as as the as the tummy space because it's emotions and yellow is our tummy space 
Yellow is also the color of is, is that color of inspiration. So it's about new ideas. It's about thinking. We need new ideas. We we need to you know it, when my life is when my life is blissful, I don't need to do anything because my life is oh, it's beautiful. It's lovely. You know, so so we don't need to change something that's working. And, and the cards are not here to change things that are in place. You know, when something is a positive, the cards are not here to to magnify or work anything with that with that aspect. The cards are only here to they 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 they're only here to target for a word a negative. Now, not everyone likes the word negative, but to me. You know, if I believe in a positive, I have to believe in a negative. They, 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 they create values. You know, if life was just bliss, where would, where would the value? What can we associate it with to create a value? So there would be no values for something that was just. You know, we could say to have beautiful sunshine is is so beautiful, but if we kept having the sunshine, it would become a negative. We, 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 we gotta have the balance within life. So the, so the interesting thing with young eagle, it's a carefree card. Okay, and 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 its true essence is careless. Now I know that sounds quite, you know, to be careless. But actually, if I care too much in life, oh gosh, it's it's going to wear me out because my sensitivity. I'm going to live my life by everyone else. I'm going to forget about me, and 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 I will. It's not the balance. Somewhere in the balance, I have to be. So young eagle is about. It's carefree. It's true essence is to care. It's a bit of a what I call a bit of a be a bit more of a buff buff. You've got to push through life. At, you've got to get through life. Come on, where's that? Where it's, it's a bit like putting armor on. Because if you, it's got to, it looks after the sensitivity. No, I was too sensitive when Bill met me. I was too. I was. I would say I was probably pathetic in some ways. It, it, it didn't look at Jeff's nodding there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was I was quiet and I was kind of like I was too sensitive. Right. And, that's where, and that's where the young eagle comes in. It says, hey, don't lose your sensitivity, but you've got to be strong with it. You've got to look after it. Oh, okay, sorry. Um what particular card you want me to pull up? Sorry, Jeff. Oh, what yeah. card so, Pick a where, cab. Did you, where did you meet Jeff, Patrick? I met Jeff at Bills. I, yeah, one day at Bills, and uh, and Jeff came over on a number of occasions, and it was always great to see him. Uh, Bill, Jeff helped a lot out with Bill. Uh, Jeff was, uh, yeah, he helped at the healing weekend. I think you worked a lot with the sound and all that over there, Jeff. Didn't you? You worked on the sound for the That's for the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Announcer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, to so take the radio station. They all used to get the radio from Australia. <laughs> I had to change the time to suit the local conditions here, but yeah, yeah. So he was all dressed up in a suit. I was just wearing a pair of shorts and buddy a polo shirt. And I think it was a year later he was wearing shorts and boots and a t-shirt like me. Yeah, he looked, he looked, he looked like a right Australian. And of course, then Bill, because because Jeff came over a lot and. And 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 spent a lot of time with Bill, uh, and then uh, and then Bill would go out to Australia. So so again, a strong connection with Jeff and Bill. Yeah, very very strong connection there. Yeah. 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 I had this phone call from a lady up at Mount Tambourine in, on the Gold Coast, and said, um, "Can I have this guy come on the radio station?" Yeah, yeah, radio. 
You bring them down on a Saturday morning at 10 o'clock, we've got the sports show. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, we'll put them on the sports. No, he's a healer, mate. You know? I said, trust me, put them on the radio station. So anyway, um, about quarter past nine, this car turns up, and here's this guy with these um, fawny um, knickerbockers. He's got a... Fawny some... knickerbockers, really? <laughs> yeah, 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 big things down to his knees there. Yellow, yellow shirt. And he said, Are oh, you Jeff? Yep. He said, I'll oh, put the kettle on, will you? He said, Right. He said, oh, Where's that dog? <laughs> so out comes Cosby because he'd been listening to the radio station. So we had a cup of tea and then we put him on. And so what actually happened was um, I said, We've got to talk to Australians. And the best way to talk to them is through sport. So um, we had the guy talk about horse racing. And um, and after he did the scratchings and all that stuff, um, Bill came on and we talked about being the um, animal whisperer. Yes, anyone who had you know, greyhounds or horses or you know, trotters, gallops, just their own horse. You know, this healer could heal your horse, you see. So then we had the athletic show and they um, had the athletic uh, uh, people came in. And um, anyway, so it just turned out that Mira's knee bone, she was... Um, she actually was in the hockey team and then became a runner and, and she had gone down with a major injury and then she'd gone and seen a, a, a healer. And uh, we talked about it and then we brought Bill in on the subject. So we talked about how you could heal and get that spiritual energy and get the chi going, you know. And um, then we had the football, the rugby league guys come in. Oh, it's so funny. I mean, no. And they really well, they they got in the semifinals of rugby league. And um, so we talked about visualisation. So it was all about the rugby league, how they're playing. And then we got Bill on. We talked about visualization, seeing the team working together as a unit and scoring a try. So it was all about visualization using meditation. So. Then we had the lady come in with the tennis show, and that one of the young girls at 16 had tennis elbow. And so we talked about, we got Bill on, and, and she did this healing on this lady with um, tennis elbow. And um, we had all these different sports, and, and that's how we brought the healing in. So it just cut the ice, you see. And um, afterwards, we went and had um, lunch, and then he leaned over and said, uh, you got a spare bed? Yeah, I've got three bedrooms there, four bedrooms. Oh, yeah, you can have a bed, no problem. So um, that was it. He set up camp. <laughs> Chet, I must have gone through 60 cups of tea a day with that palace. Christ, <laughs> yeah, God. it's a very English thing, yeah. You got the bully on or what? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because you make me giggle, Jeff. Because you used to make, you called him pork chop, remember? Because <laughs> <laughs> of his build, yeah. It was, it, it was a good laugh. It was a good laugh. It was that. But that, that what you mentioned there about visualization, it's a real. You know, we're in, if we go back to like the, the 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 magicians and the wizards and that, and you you would hear you see things in films about visualization, and then and it become then that you know even sports people in government and the power of vision. Um, it, it's kind of like, um, and it's about holding that vision as well. And I guess working with a number of different people, it's about holding the positives in life, regardless of we have to hold a positive. And it's very hard to hold a positive when life is slapping you around the face. I mean that, you know, when life, when I'm sat under a coconut tree with a nice drink, so <laughs> easy, so easy to be positive. But when life turns your life upside down and someone says, be positive, wow, that's a hard place to be. But it's such a value. We have to we have to hold that positive. It's it's kind of like um, 
we, we there, there is no other way because it's the law of attraction you know it's, it's one what is what is attracting so even though life could be the turmoil if we get involved in it we, we have to deal with it but we we have to stand to the side of it and we have to deal with, with positive energy because if we don't we're just watering it's like a pot plant all we're doing is nurturing that pot plant and watering it and we're, we're growing the negative power uh, but it's very hard to do. And um, but but my my pathway and visualization, uh, I have to hold the vision. Um, it's linked. It's it's for my tomorrows, uh, and where it's taking me. I have to work with the positive uh, because life is, you know, life. It's it's not it's not always easy living a life. I mean, some people get through an easy life, but generally generally speaking, the life a life is quite a challenging place to be, and. Yeah. Um, Challenging at the moment, and um, but yes. you're being very successful. We've got Kelly Louise Fisher saying she met you at Western Superman, and you always hold a special place. It's just so inspirational, loving, caring, uplifting. And we had someone earlier saying that you helped her through depression and anxiety. So I think you're doing a great job, you know, holding that well, vision and sharing well, it. Well, I, I guess in a way, I, I guess like all of us, um, most of us, we've lived a life, and um, you know, I, 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 I it's like bill i mean you don't forget where you've come from you know i i kind of like i i mean i i and, and my and my my life has gave me is the the teachers not just spiritual teachers but my life's teachings it's it's kind of like um you know like a lot of us i've experienced a lot of things and I, and i guess i you the, the interesting thing is that even though i said earlier about keeping myself out of it when i'm giving a reading I mean, that's one side of the coin. But the other side of it is, I, I guess at times I have to bring me into it because because I'm dealing with some, you know, this person I'm dealing with lives in this world where I live. And and there's, there was an instance where I was giving someone a reading and I kept getting flashes of my past and, and something that I had been through. So in my mind, I'm saying, Patrick, take a hike. Patrick, go and take a walk. You shouldn't be here in this reading. And um, but it didn't go away. And then one day I thought, I'm going to bring this into the reading. But I didn't say to the person who's having the reading, this is what happened to me. I said, would you understand a situation of this? Because this is what happened to me. But I didn't say that. And I said, can you understand the situation of going through an experience? Because we have two things. We either have the sitter or there's someone close to the sitter because we're all connected to other people. So if, if a loved one is going through a very difficult time, it's going to affect me. And uh, so, and I explained this situation and, and the person said, I'm just going through it now. And I used to think, wow, that's, that's a, that was a major breakthrough for me where my life's, my life's past as, as actually kind of like something showing me something of my past to pass over as part of the message. So, that, so we have to work with ourselves as well. But we have to just hold ourselves in a certain space when giving that reading. Um, so, so the, the part going back to the the, the the psychic reading, the psychic reading is about life. It's not a medium mystic reading about a loved one. I, I I leave that to the mediums. That is that is their job to connect to loved ones. I don't see that as myself. Uh, my my part of what I do is about it's about getting through life. It's about because the past affects us. The past, you know, the past. Our experiences, even just as a, 
a, a child, the family we're born into, the friendships, the relationships, the experiences we have can have an impact on our lives that are not always positive. And, and it can it can prevent, it can create, gosh, it can trigger, it can trigger such fears, panic, um, to, to just to run away from life. Um, uh, so, so part of the readings that I give are they're there to empower. It's it's to empower the sitter in making the decisions, um, because you know to, to change life we have to change our thinking. You know, if my life if my life is working for me, don't change your thinking. But if my life is not working, and I try to change it, and it's not and it's not changing, I have to look at myself. I have to take some of that on board. Uh, and this was a lesson for me. And I actually went into this about because, you know, life is full of all sorts of things along the way. Uh, and, and, and again, you know, my challenges have not stopped. Um, but I went through another challenging time probably about two years ago. And um, but I kind of like um, I entered a new year because I, I, I like the facts of New Year's. And because they are the new, the word new, it's like a new chance, new opportunity. And um, but I entered the new year with um, that I'm going to change me. Now, changing me is quite an interesting aspect, because if I change me and no one sees I've changed, that isn't going to work. That's just me fooling me. So so people have to recognize the change. That's my confirmation. People have to see the change in me. If I don't see a change, I'm not doing it. I'm just I'm, so changing me is like having a suitcase full of hats. Now, not all those hats are going to create a positive feedback. So I have to be observant. So if I change me, I have to be aware of what it's doing. And it's quite an interesting thing. So I set out to change me. I set out to explore this element of creating or bringing part of me that has been hidden inside of me all my life. You know, because if you grow up in a space where you don't have confidence, then we're, we, 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 we've got a cloak over ourselves. We hide part of ourselves. We don't feel comfortable coming out of that space or, or, or the comfort zone. Uh, um, but the coming out of the comfort zone opens situations, doorways. So I come out of my comfort zone. I come out of my comfort zone, something that is not natural for me to do. And I come out with, with change, a change to my character. And also, I don't know that I tweaked my appearance too much. I don't think I worked that way. But I changed me. I changed how I stood up in a room. I changed how I walked across the room. I become aware of my energy if I walked into a cafe. I become more that I'm sending out this positive energy. And I was a With intention. Yeah, an intention. and it's an awareness, but you have to have the awareness 24-7. You cannot, because the mind has a mindset. If you relax it, it will go back. That's why we repeat the same thing or the same thing can happen, because we set out to change. I'll never do that again. That will never. But because the mind relaxes back into its pattern, it happens again. So we, so we have to be aware every 24-7. And, but the mindset will the mindset will change. It it will, but it's a we have to develop the mindset for it to change. And so I worked with my mindset and I was aware of it 24-7. And the wonderful thing, the amazing thing is it brought about major changes in my life. It brought up it brought about things that I thought, 
how can my life change? You know, when life changes into a positive, we're inclined just to think, well, it changes. But, you know, when I was in a negative space and because I'm aware and I'm measuring just or, or I'm aware of what I'm promoting and I change my promoting my intention, how it brought something back into my life that was far better, far. Oh, I couldn't believe it. I kind of, I, I, I kind of sat. I sat on the floor and think, "My God, is me? Is this that powerful? Is this, is this that? No, it's quite an interesting thing because you know my energy fluctuates. You know, if life is challenging, the exchanges it will take my, it will take my energy, and it's very hard not to have anxiety. It's very hard. How do I, how do I become not fearful? How do I, how do I reduce my my anxieties how do I, and it's energy flow so i so i become aware of energy flow because even when i was working at bills bill when i went to bills to work people would say to me the work you do patrick does it tire you i said tire me it wears me out and they used to say it shouldn't wear you out but they wouldn't tell me how to do they wouldn't tell me what to do um but i become very aware i kind of i guess i stumbled onto something quite by accident and that wasn't that it might have been six, seven years ago uh, of energy flow. And I started to, to, to and it's a visual thing. You only you got visualization. As Jeff said, visualization is such a massive thing. So I, so we can imagine. Uh, I use the word imagine because a lot of people, you see, words are words. And for a logical mind, we need certain words. So if you use the word fantasy, imagination, thought, um, it's we, we it's 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 what the mind does with it so whether i imagine it i'm still visualized they're just words to me uh, and how we accept those words um but to me they're real so if i if i'm imagining it i'm seeing it it's, it's in, i'm very aware of my thoughts and um so you can you can visualize energy and so i because because i have to i can't read something um because i've come to learn that i'm dyslexic and um, I have to be aware that I can't, I can't, and it's been part of my learning struggles in my past. Like I can't read, I can read, I've taught myself to read, I can write, but I can't absorb by reading. Uh, and, and I have to be, I can't write, if I write, um, I've got to be very aware. I have to read things about six times or come back to it many times um, because it's, 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 it's been a bit of an handicap, but I kind of, it's my brain. Um, so so I, I have to work with a vision. I have to my, my mind understands a vision, but it doesn't understand reading. I can't I can't tell myself it. I've got to visualize. I can give myself an image, I can give my mind an image. So that and I so I work with teaching me to work through, through meditation, visualization with an image. So I so I had to imagine. So image, imagine I, what is what does energy look like? So I just saw it as a, so I kind of thought, well, what, do I see it as a ribbon? Or do I see it as a flow of water? Uh, so, so I saw it as a light. Um, so I saw it as a golden light for me. And um, so, so then I thought, well, what do I do? I become very aware of my solar plexus. Uh, and I started to work with, where, where this came from, I don't know, but I started to work with the solar plexus more. Uh, I was aware of chi, life force, but not very much. I don't, I don't know much about it. But, but the, uh, but I was aware of my nervous, my my solar plexus, and so it took me away from my mind a bit, and it took me away from my heart a bit, 
Uh, and I was talking to someone a number of years ago, and I said, you know, I, I work with my tummy space. And they said, did you know it's known as the second mind? So I said, no. But that kind of like, wow, yes. Yes, I think I get that. And then someone said to me, and it could have even been Willem. It could have even been Willem. Someone said, about two years ago, someone said to me, it's not your second mind, it's your first mind. Because it's the gut. It, 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 it's, and I thought, yes, it's the first mind. It's not even the second mind. It's your first one. Um, so so it's, a, it's a real power source. So that's where I pull and work with my energy. And I'm very aware of giving energy away. I mean, we were natural givers. And um, so we, we give energy. And we're, and we're quite, and it's fine to give energy away. Um, but sometimes in life, we find ourselves with very little energy. We could be running so much on reset. See, low energy is not a good space. L low energy for anyone, it, 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 it's, not, it's not a good space to be because it takes, it raises all the emotions, the anxieties. We have no coping strategy. And, and you know, high energy is, if I have high energy, I throw myself over an airplane and don't care where I land. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna bounce, and when I bounce, I'm gonna get up, and I'm gonna get on with it. Because I have high energy, I'm gonna get through this. Because that's what. But if I have low energy, you see, high energy lowers the emotions. It, it looks after the emotions. It's, it's, it takes on a very strong high energy. But if low energy, which a lot of us experience, and we're not even aware of energy flow, we it, low energy is, it's, it's a, it's a. Oh my goodness me! I've been in a place of low energy. It's not a good place. It's 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 a it's a dark place. Uh, it's a scary place to be, uh, and it creates all your body can go through. It's it's related to traumas and stuff. It's it's not it's not. Um, um, but it's a, but it's we have to be aware of the energies. We have to be aware of energy flow, and um, so you know the practice is we can't take energy. We can't we can't get involved with anyone else's energy unless they're they're open it's a mutual thing but but ener energies are i've given a lot of energy away over my life so i can reclaim my energy i can re i can reclaim it uh, and i went through a process of reclaiming my energy and it used to, and it was snagged you can it's snagged and i was pulling it back uh because the because for me i thought i you know i have this golden light my vision is the golden light so it's flowing from me and um so I thought, well, I need to, I need to get it back. Uh, so, the, so the only thing that I could, I could put inside of me as a vision, which for me is, I, I put a fishing reel in my tummy, um, because I, I didn't know what else to put. I tried other things, but I thought it's not working. And I'm not a fisherman, but but it's not the fishing reel. It's it's the it's something to wind my energy on, and while I'm winding it on, it's it's filling my entire body. Um, but, but the natural thing is for the energy flow. And sometimes it's like, you know, it's like, you know, we have a natural doorway. And most of our lives, this natural doorway is just allowed to be open. It's only when energy reaches a critical point of lowness that we have to close that doorway as well. And we have to be aware of energy flows because we don't have that. Uh, and, and it's a little bit like having, you know, when we have a lot, we have a lot of people around us. And when we have nothing, there seems to be very few people around us. You know, so it's kind of like um, it's an interesting it's an interesting thing, but it's visualization, Jeff. Yeah, it 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 sends a, a, a great energy thing with me, and it's something that I work with. So I guess it's part of what I do in paint. Um, but to hold the vision and to work with the vision and and to promote, 
you know, even when my life is not great and it's going through struggles, you know, I have to go away and work and I still have to promote the positive because it's it's such a, I have to. It's the way it works. You do a good job because, you know, when we look at the pictures, just as you said, when you're in a low space, spirit touched you. You've mm. basically been a gift in terms of being able to put that onto paintings and make it accessible to people to see I, th I think also yeah I think also because I've come from a background of where it kind of happened I, I I've come to learn that everyone is creative every everyone has the as the you see when we get into the creative source oh gosh it's it's such a the creative source um however one sees that is a marvelous energy and um so so if we get into the creative flair which again is a way of suggesting you know whether it's painting writing music or dance but everyone is creative and 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 again it all holding workshops at bills people would come and learn the healing um and, and they would come and learn the mediumship but for me as a like the art there were people that felt they've never been artistic they've never they they could paint a stick man as you'd say but they've never been no good now I, I kind of feel that we can get a little bit locked in life. So I feel everyone is creative. It's because creative energy is a freedom of expression. And, and, you and sorry, you do workshops, you offer workshops to help people discover their creative side. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I do workshops teaching, teaching people to, to unlock that creative side. I don't have any theory, you see. I don't work with a theory. To me, creative energy is. Uh, it's, it's just about it's it's about there, there is no I don't get involved in theory because I think it's I don't get involved in washing your brushes out and laying your paint out I, I kind of like I just get the paint out and just get your brush it doesn't matter I paint with sponges and sticks and cloths and it, it kind of like and my my brushes are just household brushes I do have some fine art brushes just for the lining and stuff but basically and I say to the person, you know, what you're using is what I use. You're using my kit, basically, because when I go into the paint, I just go to that same box and pick out the brushes they've, they've used. It's nothing different. And, um, but we're trying to teach people to have that, to, to overcome, because they're blocking themselves as well. So, so I teach, I teach the, the art workshops, uh, the vision. See, the paintings behind me I, or behind Jeff, and I see his vision. They they are they are visions and visions are more you're inclined to paint on a bigger picture, and it can be anything from you know from just the, an angel in the sky or just the sky to the sea in the sky or to mountains in a unicorn or a dragon, so they can, it's a vision, um, and all these visions are messages. They they we interpret them into into trying to get greater understanding. It's no to see a picture is like a page full of writing. You you read you read it just a color just to put color in and everyone's individual you know how, how we apply color or how much is all a language it's the same with people that read and writing you can you can read you can read how someone places color on and how it mixes and what they do so we 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 go through a lot of things and and some of it is so i just teach people what i have learned uh, and it's not so much on the theory um and you try not to make it a classroom but we do the vision we do the psychic so the psychic art which is linking in and tuning in and basically painting a face of generally people, but it can also be of wolf or bear or stag uh, or even unicorn, where, wherever that takes us. And I also teach the Oracle deck. The Oracle deck's been very, I mean, when I went to bring the Oracle deck out, I thought, well, there's already, you know, my question is there's already hundreds of decks out there. 
you know, why why does it need another deck? Why why you know? It's kind of like um. So I I I I didn't know. I really didn't know um what to do. Um, but eventually I went down the road of actually bringing out a deck. Uh, and it's it's what I call half a deck because the other half is you. The deck can't work without you. The deck the deck has is as a guiding nature to how it's worked. But you are you are a valuable asset because I don't teach people. I want you to read the deck from yourself, not from the book. There is a book, but what makes the deck what what makes the reading different is is your vibration. It's your your vision, your energy. So that's where the deck comes into play. I just teach a, a basic guideline to to a structure that has worked for me, uh, and I've never changed that structure. Uh, I, I work with the conscious and the subconscious because it's your higher self and your lower self. And, and it's being aware of your thoughts, your intention, you know, to change your favorite saying of mine, to change your life, you've got to change your thinking. If you're not prepared to change your thinking, you're not going to change your life. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. And, and some people won't change their thinking because it's everyone else. And uh, so if you're not, if you're, if you're not going to change, yeah. And, and the law of averages says if it keeps going wrong, you can't keep looking around. You gotta, you gotta go to your, you know, we are, we are the, we are the vibration, we are the point, and um, and so we have to change that. Uh, it's a, it's a fast, it's a fascinating thing because when you get into the creative energy, the creative energy doesn't just stop. You know, when people come to a workshop, uh, it's 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 a relationship. You're having a relationship every time I have a painting. I'm having a relationship. With that, with that, but, but and it's like, right, it's like real relationships. You know, you have, God, this is going really well. Oh my goodness, that's not a good day today. It's falling out. And so it's, it's what we do. So, you know, in my early days, I could give up on a painting. But I come to learn if you give up on a painting, you're going to give up on life. You're going to give up on ideas. You can't, you know, consistency, never to give up, to keep going, to overcome. You, you know, we could be so close, but we feel we're so far away. We can feel we're going the wrong way, but we're actually going the right way. <laughs> you know, and so I, I have a little bit of Irish in me. And most of my life, I thought, I, I'm not going that way. I'm going that way. Unless it's, you're not going that way, Patrick. I said, no, I, no I'm, not, I'm not going that way. And, uh, but I've come to learn after a while, why am I fighting the flow? So what I use now, I use my energy up in the flow of life not fighting the flow of life because it, it may appear I'm going the wrong way, but actual fact just to, and you know, the, the, the law says the law of averages says nothing stays the same. So, you know, I, I can get more involved with the door that's closed rather than the one that is about to open. So it's kind of like, a, so it's all interesting. So, but the creative energy is, is so doing a workshop is about observation. It's about looking and, and what you're doing in that painting and getting people to observe more things. So to observe life, you know, we, we can't, you know, I can't just paint a picture and look over here and expect it to be a miracle. Yeah. I live, some people live their life like that. They're going to do all this stuff and then they think it's all going to be, we have to be observant. Um, so the creative energy doesn't stop with just painting a picture. It's, it starts with my, 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 my future is linked to that to here now. But a lot of people are like looking. So so the creative energy comes into play because the way I because 
if I if I had a blank canvas here now, I'd pick it up and hold it here in my arm, which I do for people, and say, Do you realize you are this canvas? You you this is what you are. So so you have options. You can keep it as it is, or you can explore. It's not about it's not about saying you have to change. It's about exploring the creative energy. So it's bringing in, so, so I've learned to explore the creative energy of who I am. And that's what I try to teach people. You can, you can work in a way where you're exploring and you can change. You know, I, I could change my appearance and, and, and work with that, um, but I have to observe it. So my, my creative energy is linked to me and it's linked to my future. But my future is me. My future is not something that sits... 12 months down the road, it sits with me creating my future. So the, I use the creative source on myself to work in that way. And whatever happens in my life, I have to hold upon, I've got to fight it with a positive energy. I've got to work in that way. But the creative source is such a wonderful, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's the source, it's fantastic. And, and even getting to the creative energy, because I, I was at a workshop at Bill's, and, and because I was thrown into the creative, so I had no teaching. But when I started to teach art, I kind of had to take people back to a beginning. Uh, and so it's a bit like swimming. I was dropped in the deep end with spirituality. Uh, and I just had to learn to swim. But you can't teach that because it's not, it's not an easy place to, it took me it was years for me to grasp it. So I, I kind of saw it in a way, the, the image I give my mind that I have to teach people to learn swim in the creative energy. So it's a bit like putting on your water wings and getting them in the shallow pool and, and, and taking them forward. Uh, and someone said to me in a workshop at Bill's, Patrick, do you actually do what you're teaching us? <laughs> That's a question. Yeah. And I thought, well, since I've become spiritual, I've better answer it. And uh, so I said, I'm sorry to say I've never had to do it. I, 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 I didn't learn that way. And I felt really bad by saying I'm teaching something that I never really had to learn. And I drove back to Cornwall from Bill's. And I'm thinking about this. That's not good, Patrick. How can you teach something that? So I, I thought, well, what can I do? Because I, I know my spirit guide would come in. I know how he links in and it links in through oil paints. And if I use and even if I use a pencil, it breaks a connection. Uh, and that's for John. So I thought, what can I do? I know how to block John. So I thought, I've got to block him. So I thought, what can I do? So I, I'm going to use a different paint because I know if I use something different, it'll break the connection. So I thought, I can't be put in that position again. I have to take me back to the beginning. So I thought, well, I'm going to have to do it because I don't want to say that again. It's not right. And so I thought, well, what can I do? And I thought, well, I'm a builder. Come on, let's just use part of me. And when you're building and plastering a room, we have these little small trowels. And I thought, well, I'm going to use a different paint, and I'm going to trowel a picture. And that's what I done. And I ended up troweling angels, yeah. skimming them onto a canvas. And they were they were simplistic. They weren't they weren't loads of details. Uh, and someone saw one and said, "Gosh, can I buy that?" I said, well, yeah, yeah. And I've done another one and someone bought that. And I thought, gosh, okay, let's take this a stage further. So I kind of like started to come out of the comfort zone and it triggered, uh, it triggered other connections within spirit. So I work in a number of different ways. But that one person saying that to me actually triggered off more exploration of the creative side. 
So I, I work on the, the vision side. Now I work with anything. I work with whether it's acrylics or, or oils or gouache or I, I, I use anything because there are no limits. But when I'm doing the sittings and doing the spiritual readings, I only work with the oil paints and nothing else. So it's so it's a case of of being opening that mind and freedom. I'm, I get professional artists that come, and they are wonderful artists. They they are amazing artists, but they they are locked tight. They they they're afraid to to smudge it. They're afraid to pull it out of shape. And so I I try to teach freedom of expression, um, because that also goes back to our our our. It can link to a lot of things to our past. We also have our natural character. But again, if you're willing to create change, so they want freedom in their work. And it's something that's even to take a paintbrush in the workshop. It's quite an interesting thing. I, I try to get people to, to get to dance with a paintbrush to actually to do this action. People find it that you'll be amazed how difficult that is for a lot of people just to allow freedom of expression with a brush in creating just movement because they they can't they can't so you have to teach them freedom uh, and that's in, in that's where part of the art is a, is a huge therapy i mean we, we can, it, can, it can bring tears uh it can bring uh i mean you know i've painted i'm gonna say i can't i can't say i've painted hundreds of tree paint because i teach people to paint a tree because a tree is something we all know we, we it's a good it's a good starting block and so i so i paint loads of trees and but it's quite strange because one day I went to paint a tree and I couldn't paint it. I thought, gosh, what is happening? I sh I sh and I can almost do it with my eyes shut. And this one day I, ca I can't do it. What is but it's it's learning. There are shifts within our own energy. There are things that happen with this growth. It's part of growth. We go through transitions. You know, life can still be blissful, but we'll go through certain transitions. Um, but this this element to be consistent, consistent in what we do. And carry that consistent vibration. Hey, brother, when you're talking about that and trying to get them to um, break their spell, there's a guy here in Australia here called Chris James. He comes to um, the UK. Um, he's a, a music singer, teacher, and he actually, instead of doing the scales, he gets you to play with your voice and go to the extremities, you know, up and down the scale. And after about half an hour of just warm ups, um, if you want to do the scales, you've actually shifted into probably another octave that you probably never had before. Yeah. You just yeah. really have to up. And then I was getting that, but I was also getting, you know, um, pin the tail on the donkey and you're blindfolded. <laughs> um, I had this vision there where you've you got a person there standing in the whiteboard and um, you've got all the pastels, whatever you got down the front there, and you blindfold them and put a set of headphones on my music and then you just tell them, yeah. right, do whatever you can on this whiteboard. Yeah. Just Absolutely. to break that spell. And I suppose after you've taken it all off and they have a look at it and they think, oh my God, because quite often when you, it's like clouds, isn't it? All of a sudden yeah. you see faces and clouds, isn't it? Or if you look towards bushes or something, you see faces come through the bush or you see it in uh, waves sometimes, or you might see it in, in the rock formations. Or I certainly see it on trees, you know. But um, oh, it's a great point, Jeff. Absolutely. It's one way in which you can tap into the creative side, that freedom of expression where You'll just take a, an element of color and without without thought or intention, you move it around on the canvas or board or whatever you work and you will things will appear. And and several occasions, all you've got to do is just highlight it or just pick it out with a few little bits and 
out it comes. It really, and so we paint on a, even with painting, there is a consciousness and a subconsciousness to actually creating. And, and it's very apparent within a painting, um, this subconscious element that's trying to come through. Hey, uh, you're in Cornwall. It's got a, a real quite interesting history between the Crown and um, and those who don't want to pay the taxes. Um, it's quite interesting energy there. And obviously, uh, Gilbert and Sullivan wrote a um, little operator there called um, Pirates of Penzance. So, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got the tin miners and they were busy burying away. And then you got the. <laughs> the guys are trying to hide their contraband and then um you've got this really interesting story of is it called the pissy um culture where the the, the elementals who um dove in the water realm and they come back up <clears throat> and every august when there's a harvest season they like to go around to different farmers um cellars and start drinking their um <laughs> well, there are so yeah, there are so many le legends in that element too. Yeah, we, again, like Cornwall, Ireland, and Scotland, and it is this. Ma there's there's an element of that magic there. That's there. Yeah, uh, I mean, even with the it, it is. There's a lot of um, whether it's to do with the ley lines in, in Cornwall, but the, and King Arthur and everything else. But there's a lot of gatherings that come to Cornwall, uh, and and whether it's to do with just the nature of the energies and that that take place here. Um, there's a lot of druid meetings here and such like, um, and even with the mining. I mean, the mine. I mean, Cornwall is 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 also with Wales and that because they have the mines. But Cornwall is it's mining history. Um, they used to, they used to say that you you couldn't put your hand down a hole without pulling out a Cornishman, and it's um, <laughs> and, 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 and so so their their knowledge of mining went all over the world, and yeah. um, they're known as cousin Jacks and. Uh, so so yeah i mean I, I learned this from my dad as well because he was again this, this he was a um he, he was a stoke cornishman and it's um but yeah absolutely so their their mining ability um and their knowledge of mining uh went all around the world and to australia and south africa and lots of other places and um but yeah there's, there's lots and, of you got st michael's mount too hey you I mean you got those legends but, of st michael's yeah. mount got St. Michael's Mounts at Penzance and um, there's a lot of ancient stones and stone circles around a small on a small scale I mean nothing large like Stonehenge or nothing but there there is um, like I say we, there's a lot of gatherings here and and, and also the, the, the paganism and the old laws and the, the spirit nature nature spirits and stuff there, there's a lot there's a lot here but again even if you go to Wales it's still very yeah or all, all the, the on the Celtic side it seems to be very, very, I guess I could say, it feels to be stronger when you go to like Cornwall and Wales and, and, and Scotland and Ireland. They they all have, you know, it's, it's like, you know, in, in Ireland you've got the leprechauns and in Cornwall you've got the pixies, you know, the, the pixies is linked to the, the fairy realm and, and you have nice ones and lots of nice ones. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of... um. Yeah, a lot of and there's you know it's, it's there's a lot of history. There's a there's a lot of a lot of legend, um, and and it's, and it goes back a long way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got the um, yeah Saint George and the dragon, and but then you've also got the Welsh. You've got their national flag that's got a dragon on it. So yeah, the Welsh. The, well, your inspiration, you know, delves into that realm, and I mean, this painting I've got in the back there in the backdrop. I mean, it just pulls in. 
it, it reminds me of St. Nicton's Glen, you know. Yes. Yeah. Um, and of course, in, in Bassenbury, they have the the Priestess Big Festival where they have the, the Green Man, you know, um, and they put the Green Man out the front and then all the ladies are all dressed in there. Oh, absolutely. Off they go. Very, very. Yeah, very strong on the on yes, Glastonbury and and the goddess element there, and, and quite an interesting, I guess. You know, even when we look at the trees, the trees are also the elders as well. You know, you get a really big oak tree that's hundreds of years old, but just looking out there, we've got the old trees and we got the you know the elder of the whale and the elder of the elephant. There's a lot of elder energy there, if you like, in a way. But this this knowledge that's been you know held together or or carried on through and through and through and not forgotten. And um, and the interesting thing you mentioned as well, which I guess, I guess for myself, um, you know, I, I see I see the the masculine and the feminine. So when Jeff mentioned there about the goddess, which is the the the, the feminine energy, um, regardless of you know, I mean, yeah, I'm male energy, but I, I I've come to learn that I have got to work with the feminine as well, because for me, and not everyone may get this, but. I kind of see like the masculine side is the strength. But even if you're a female, we need strength in life. You know, we need we need to be strong at times to overcome. So, you know, for even for the, the female part the person, you know, she can pull on the masculine energy. And, we, and we're both made up of a part of that anyway. You know, we could see it that the feminine is the soft and, and the masculine is the, the stronger part, you know, the nurturing part again. But in some ways, it's kind of like um, so the female can pull on the strength or the masculine side and the male can pull on the elements of the the feminine the, the nurturing caring element i mean it's quite interesting with men because it's like you know women they they're seekers of knowledge they're seekers of information and 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 where men you know we, we men generally don't express very well i'm not i'm not, I'm not saying all men at all uh but i but i know in my earlier days i didn't hardly express at all it's kind of um i was very inward and um you know if you ask a man what he'd done through the day he'll probably sum it up in six words and uh and you ask a woman it's it's six thousand words and uh and i mean that in the in the in the most polite way because the women they want information that's what i would say to the guy come come on you know what does so-and-so say and yeah, and what did he do or did men we, we we're kind of different in a way in our perspective and and so the women they're 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 hungry for knowledge and wisdom and it comes with a the feminine they want to learn they're fantastic healers uh, uh and you know they, they 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 want the knowledge they want all this information they want more information where the men we, we kind of we hop a lot from one thing to the other and um and, and we don't express generally in a in a in a we don't use so many words and uh, but i guess coming into this work i uh, and i also see the feminine energy is power I, I see it as power and this is this is how i've come to where the masculine is the strength um but the feminine is power no i already have the strength because i'm masculine but i was lacking in power and um and i thought gosh that is not I wish I had power. I wish I had some power, but I've got the strength, and um, but the power and and the power to me is it it's it's more than half the cake for me. I saw it as a very valid part. So so again, part of my learning curve was to evolve <laughs> the feminine part of myself, uh, which which would help me to express 
because if I'm going to if I'm going to communicate with people, I, I need to learn to express and I need to learn to feel more because my feelings probably were restricted as, as within the, the masculine. So I kind of worked with the feminine or become more aware of the feminine power, which helped me to express. Um, it helped me to feel because if I was going to give readings, I need to feel. And if my masculine energy is restricting me from feeling, and then I don't know how to put the words together. Um, so I, I, I worked for a period of time with the feminine energy of empowerment um, because that's, that's how it was presented to me. Um, so, so yeah, so I, I've come to learn to, as Jeff probably, I've come to learn to express more. And the power, the power is something that is really, it, it, it is power to be in one's power. To be in, you, I could be strong, but I may not be in my power. It, it's, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting aspect. So I could be really exceptionally strong, but your power is something else. It's, it's really, it's, it's, so if you can balance the two, you're, you're, you're carrying a particular vibration, a particular energy. And I believe Bill had that. I do believe Bill had um, that, that it, Bill had something about him. He, he had an energy that um, was, was, wow. It is, uh, and, and Bill, I mean, I, I you know, I, I was kind of fit. I mean, I've been a builder for 35 years. And Bill took me to France to work, and we were renovating a, a center, a healing center over there. And I couldn't keep up with him. And I asked, how can I not keep up with him? He was a workaholic. He kept, um, but Bill is, he, was, he, he worked with the energy vibration. It's, and Bill had something that I would say is, we could use a different word, it's like a charisma. Bill, Bill had a, a charisma with him. Uh, and it's not, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not to do with an exterior, it's to do with something that we that and so but it's linked to finding the balance between the feminine and the masculine so to be in to be in one's power we it's 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 an healthy thing to be aware of the feminine side as well um and and it's linked to it's linked to yeah freedom of expression it's to it's, it's it carries it carries a lot of things um to to to, to be able to express a feeling uh, and, and to put those feelings into words. Um, and if you're dealing with people, you, it's a very valuable asset. Um, I mean, part of dealing with people is you want them to come in and sit down and feel comfortable uh, uh, within that space. And, um, and you also need to pr promote the, the energies. You want to empower them in order to make the decisions. And through the reading, you want to confirm direction of something that they might be thinking or is happening in and around them. Hey, brother, um, let's wind it up. Um, and uh, I do I say to you, um, we've played the 72 cards. Mind you, card 65, you've actually repeated there, haven't you? The calling, actually, you got shown as the wolf medicine. But um, that's a great, fantastic um, resume of 72 of your paintings that have been converted into the oracle deck and the other thing is that you do um because bill actually when he went back from australia first time got you to do a um a painting for me which is now in my hallway as you come up the main stairs of a tibetan dude and then um 
you do reading. So uh, in this lockdown in, in the UK there, um, how do people who have been watching the show both in Australia, New Zealand and um, UK, I'm quite sure there's other people in other parts of the world, you know, Canada, for example, um, how do they touch base with you um, in order to um, procure your services? I, I guess the way of Facebook is a very um, great platform. So I guess um, um, that that seems to be a very popular thing for people to connect through. But obviously, other than that, would be through the website, um, which again is is probably the secondary thing. Um, so yeah, those are the two. Yeah, yeah the PatrickGamble.co.uk. Uh, if whether you yeah whether you went through the email or whether you went through the site, you can still email me through the site. So yeah, those are the best two options for that. And I say, uh, you carry on talking and um, you can give us a heads up how you do it and if there's a, a price in, in, involved here. Obviously well, it, it, yeah, it depends on a number of different things because um, I, I guess in a way uh, some people go for a painting and a reading and, um, uh, and other people want just, just the reading. Uh, it some people occasionally just want a painting. Um, it depends on their personal needs or what they want. Um, really where it goes and and again it's also done on the length of time that someone may want some people just want they sometimes they just want an answer to a question or which is not always the easiest thing to, it's not something i generally work in doing because i like to work through when someone comes for a sitting i don't want to know anything basically because because i, I believe that you know i work with my cards so my cards are a part of what i do but i also want the deck to reveal i want the deck to, to really answer questions before I know anything. Um, so, th and then I leave a little bit of um, time at the end um, if it's not been covered, uh, which occasionally it might come up that it's, it's, I mean, generally speaking, the cards cover, they cover the aspects. Um, sometimes, it, sometimes people might want to know a little bit more or in depth more, which we leave a little bit more time at the end for that um uh, and sometimes that doesn't come up in the reading sometimes it doesn't come up at all within the reading and i see this basically as at the moment the alignment of energy is too far away we it's not within their grasp at this moment in in order for the answer to come into the card reading because you know see we're we're governed by so many things in life um even as you know, it's kind of I say to people a little bit to, to change someone's life, you've got to change 10 other people's lives because we th there is this web or this connection between people. So, within my circle, a stranger could have a stranger could help me with them not even knowing. It's a simple thing of actually picking up a phone and ringing someone, and who I get on the other side of that phone call how that actually someone can close the door without even knowing and someone can open that door without even knowing so even a stranger has power over my personal situation without even knowing it so it's kind of like in a way i don't just have to work with the person i have to take into account a number of elements that's going on around them in order to create change but they are the essence of that but if we can get an essence of the picture of what's going on, um, that we all we're, we can be restricted by so many things in life, and we have to work with those restrictions or work through them. Uh, and sometimes that can take a year to work through change, in order for that door to actually be possible. 
But if we can give that insight or that understanding and give and, and also teach the elements of how that person, what they their actions, someone if you give a message across to someone, that's something that's just automatically going to happen. Because when they come for a reading, they're in some doubt of, of possibilities. Now, within a reading, if you just pass across that this is actually the case of this happening, some people will go away and stop doing what they're doing because of that one reading. And because they stop doing it or acting differently, they will either bring other challenges into place, which will have an influence on the impact further down the road. So we, we, we have to be aware of certain aspects within a reading. It's not just about... It's not just about one person when you give a reading because every action creates a reaction. Of course. And that's the thing. Every action creates a reaction. So someone else's action will affect me in a greater or lesser degree. I mean, it could, it could, it could really knock my boat right over through their action uh, uh, or, or the other way around. If someone wants a reading with you, you just do it Facebook Messenger or you do it on Skype or... Yeah, there's a number of different ways. I mean, obviously, with the with the technology now growing as it is, uh, yeah, the, there's messenger option, there's the Zoom, um, there's the yeah, there's many different ways now that we can incorporate that and bring that about. All right, well, great. Thank you very much, Patrick, for sharing, you know, so openly and so honestly, <laughs> without without any decoration or obfuscation. <laughs> Journey you've been. We've had lots of listeners who, you know, know you are really interested in it, and um, thank you also for giving us insights into those pictures. And I'm so delighted to have heard about the keepers and, and the journey. And um, just oh, there is one question here that's quite quite interesting. I think I'll just throw it up. Have the readings changed? During the pandemic, I, I guess you no. Know, if I if I answer that question, and so I, I don't I don't feel for me it's changed from my perspective. Obviously, circumstances has changed around me. I, I guess if I'm perfectly honest, because of the 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 situation, everyone that was working a particular way all hit the internet. I mean, it's all gone. It's all gone internet. So I guess in some ways, because I've I, um, I, I moved into my home 10 years ago and, and I never touched my home. I moved here 10 years ago and, and, I, and I've not done, I'm a builder and, and, I, and I've not done nothing to my home in 10 years. Uh, and, I, and I bought it as a project. I bought my home as a project and I, and I done nothing. Uh, I just, be, I do a, so many, I do loads and loads of miles away. I work away a lot and um, I get, you know, I go abroad a lot with my work. Uh, so I and when I'm home, it's, I'm trying to paint. So my, my, I've neglected my home. Uh, and I guess since the, like the lockdown and everything, I did notice that the, the, the there were so many readings um, online and everything. I guess in a way, personally for me, I, I thought, gosh, Patrick, I sat and looked at everyone where the, where the internet becomes so busy uh, and I looked at my home and I thought, Patrick, I'm going to work on my home. Um, I've, I've still done the occasional reading, uh, but generally speaking, I've, I, I, I took to my home and, and I, and I done a lot of things that <laughs> I've needed to do. Yeah. So that's where a lot of my, I, I took a little bit of a back seat. 
even though I, I'd done the occasional readings where people really wanted one, I'd done that. But I guess as things are settling now uh, and coming, even though, you know, whatever that means, and there's relaxing of the lockdown in a number of stages, and there is this trickle now of moving forwards. And of course, with the, with the duration of time, I've, I'm, I'm fed up with working on my home now a little bit. And uh, so it's, it's, it's bringing that element back into play where the readings can trickle back in. But for me, I still approach it from the same space. Um, regardless of whatever, I still treat everything. Um, yeah, whatever's happening out there from where I am in my, in my space, for me approaching it, it's exactly the same approach. Um, um, so I haven't, so I, I don't notice it hasn't had an effect on the way I read, if that was the question, but obviously what is happening out there has an influence on the reading, if that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Anything else? That's it. We're good. Well, bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Julia. Lovely meeting you. Thanks, Jeff. Nice to touch base again, mate. We'll have you back again, brother. We might get okay. William on the two, two artists. No, one absolutely. And one there in the, uh, what do you call it, the English Channel or the Atlantic Ocean? There, you the Channel, yes, Channel. Yeah. French well, thank you to, well, thank you to all your listeners and um, and thank you for kind of, um, yeah, making it somewhat easy for me. Thank you. Thank you both. Hey, bro. Um, my mate, my mate here, Julia. Yeah, <laughs> and she got in touch with her heart center. Yeah, got into her gut power, intuition, feelings, and all that. And she's written a book. Wow, so, very yeah, creative. She, yeah, yeah, she's coming out tomorrow. She's giving birth to it, and it's really uh, quite interesting. Oh, the awakening! Yeah, the subject you've been talking about with the guy. Yeah, wow, even again, the little tingles. Yes. <laughs> yeah it's such a it's such a yeah absolutely absolutely I, yeah no absolutely it's 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 empowering absolutely well we we, we hope so um so 30 of, 30 of us women all over the world from different um areas and um modalities have got together and we spent the months during covid using that to just write down um, what is what um we hope can take all of us forward and what's worked for us and hopefully will lead to yeah higher high vibrations high frequencies more energy yeah, yeah. yeah. so julia does qigong she teaches qigong in the park oh, yes. and she does uh quantum healing and she does family constellation healing and she does basically um, unlocking those blocks that people find um am i Am I doing the right thing here? Have I, have I said everything in the yeah, right order? I don't do family constellations, but I generally do help people with overcoming blocks. Yeah, I get that. Absolutely. Because there are blocks. Yeah, there are blocks that happen. And um, and and they, they even speaking from my past experience, even with me, uh, and blocks, something we don't always understand. Personally, for me, I had a, I didn't understand that I had a block. And... Um, and yeah, and and, and, I, and I, I went to someone that helped me to clear it. And uh, the only way from myself, it was a crazy thing, but I kind of I felt like a, a bicycle with a kink in the wheel. I couldn't I couldn't explain 
the only thing I knew is that something wasn't right, but I couldn't explain what that, but something was out of balance with me and I, and I couldn't get it back. I couldn't get it back. Uh, I didn't, I, I didn't have that knowledge or uh, I actually ended up going for acupuncture um, for, and, and, and I went for a number of treatments and then one day he hit the block and it must have lifted me a foot off the couch that block and he goes we found it we have found the block and and i did and i and i just but yeah we it's an interesting one and and it clears that energy flow yeah yeah release all that stuck energy <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah. julie you better tell mate we, we got someone equally uh up out there uh next thursday night um mary yeah, Thursday night we have Mary Rodwell. Um, she's actually a former nurse um, and now she's called the alien lady because just over the years uh, she has worked with people who um, have children who you know are talking extraterrestrial languages or remembering galactic connections or um, wow. spirit or um, galactics and uh, she's really specialized on that so she's she will be on the show next week. So we can talk about the other dimensions and realms outside of the Earth one. Well, really yeah. join us. experiences? Go on, all right. Amazing. Amazing. Patrick, to all our listeners, everybody who's watching, um, it's been fantastic. Patrick is just um, a wealth of memory lane for me personally. It was just nice to sit back Very and nice. just... Um, you're not much of a... Um, a talker or a storyteller but i have to say in these last 10 years you've accomplished that uh, new vice of yours to hold a conversation it's been an awesome experience to sit back Michael. and just see how you've grown substantially mate you know so well thank you both third photo in there that have to be in the middle there so it's going to be your face so there'll be another elder to go with the the elephant and the, the whale there brother <laughs> thank you Dave. well bless you both and um, big hugs to all and um thank you Thank you both. Thank you for spending the evening with us. Thank you, Nave. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye.